Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the hooch to his turner, Michael Howard. <laughs> who's a slobbery boy? <laughs> I who's am, a, buddy. Who's a, who's a good slobbery boy? <laughs> I, buddy? I wonder how many of our listeners actually get a turner and hooch reference <laughs> in the year feels, of our Lord 2017. That feels pretty much in, in our demographics uh, wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Given that the only people who listen to this show are our friends. That's true. Uh, and That's who true. are our age. I'm sure, you know, most people get Turner and Hooch. <laughs> and if they don't, they're immediately turning it off. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, I don't know what's going on with this. this See you later. This show's not for me. <laughs> Michael, how you doing, bud? Uh, Not too bad. Not too bad. How about you, Kush? Um, I'm okay. What's what's the, that thing called where um, you drink like way too much alcohol the night before and then you wake up and you just want to die all day? Um, college? Yeah, but like when you're also a grown up and uh, like you make a bad choice. Uh, and oh then yeah. You keep making. Yeah. What's that I, called? I think it's called a hangover. Yeah. And failure profo- and sadness. I'm profoundly that today. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What were you up to last night? Just uh. Well, it was last night and the afternoon and just did a little bit of day drinking. Turned into some nighttime drinking and some, some games and stuff. And was this like a St. Paddy's Day situation or just for fun? No, it was just a, hey, let's go drink out on uh, outside. Okay. Because it's nice. So well. we did that and then we drank inside and then I fell asleep in my lift on the way home. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Good for you, buddy. Just for like 20 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't like drive you around for an hour and a half or something. No, but like we did mention, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, he got lost going like he just couldn't follow like Google Maps. So he had uh, to wake me up to get directions. So okay. I had to gather. I had to find where I was. <laughs> remember that I was in a lift and then uh, guide him to my house. So you had to drunkenly remember uh, where you were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You haven't mm-hmm. been there that long, which nope. which means you probably don't really know where you're going 100 percent of the time. No. And you had to tell a guy who presumably lives in Atlanta and supposed to be driving people around for a living mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. where to go. Yes. But uh, he got me home and <laughs> I I passed out for a very long time. And then I forgot that the time changed. Oh, uh, um, yeah. So when I woke up at 1230, I felt very bad for my puppy uh, who was in very bad need of a walk. <laughs> and I was in no real shape to give her that walk. <laughs> so it, it's been a good day, Michael. All right. Well, I... I did something similar on Friday night. We went out okay. tried a t- tried a new tiki bar, mm. which is always bad news because tiki bar just means a lot of alcohol covered up with a lot of sugar so that it yeah. tastes delicious. Yeah. So yeah, we I went to bed at like four ish <laughs> and then woke up approximately twelve thirty. Um, so you also didn't do anything for St. Patty's Day, is what I'm hearing. I did not do anything for St. Patty's Day. I missed the parade, the river dying, the fact that it was St. Patrick's Day because. It actually is next Friday, uh, right? Not not this weekend, but whatever. Um, yeah, it just like it's always a weird holiday, like when it gets celebrated and how. Just like I don't know, just a reason to just get fucked up because of a saint. Yeah, you know, I feel like when St. Patrick's Day falls on a Friday, you should just celebrate it on that Friday, that not Friday. the Saturday before, not six days before St. Patrick's Day. But yeah, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I did find out that apparently, like tossing cabbages is a thing that people do on St. Patrick's Day. I'd think potatoes. <laughs> well, apparently, the reason that cabbages are big, uh, like corned beef and cabbage for St. Mm-hmm. Patrick's Day, is because during the potato famine, um, they switched over to cabbage. That makes sense. Yeah. So, And also, it probably hurts less to get hit with some cabbage than a potato <laughs> to the dome piece. <laughs> it's probably not the best way to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. 
So you mentioned something, Kush, that you forgot about the spring ahead part of the yeah. daylight savings time that happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your feelings on uh, daylight saving time? Uh, I mean, I always hate it. Like, I hate both of them. Like, right? you know, falling back, uh, backwards, springing forward. It it sucks. <laughs> like, I don't want, I, I, I don't see a need for it. I know I'm not a fucking farmer. Um, but, like, it's just the dumbest. Because, like, like, it doesn't throw me off too badly other than, like, the, the brightness change. Right. But, like, it, Sora doesn't understand it. Like, kids don't understand it. Like, it's always a shit show. Like, oh, okay, my dog's up an hour earlier than she should be. <laughs> and just, like, is demanding to go pee outside so like it just sucks yeah so i woke up this morning and you know rachel said something about like oh don't forget that it's actually an hour later daylight saving time we were talking about that and she was like like why do we still do this you know like is it would we have to get a bill together to get rid of this like could could the president just be like we're not doing this anymore and so i was like that's actually very interesting so i started to look into it did you know (laughs) that farmers actually hated daylight savings time when it came out yeah i mean i i I didn't know that but it makes sense because it sucks like everyone blames farmers for it that they were the ones who wanted it but apparently it was like retail businesses that thought that like if there was more daylight after the work day that people would come in and shop more okay hey capitalists can you (laughs) fuck off god i i need my sleep Yeah, they like, you know, there's been studies that show that it doesn't actually save any energy and it it just costs people money because like the first couple days after daylight saving time actually fucks with people. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, it it sucks. Like it's, you know, it's like some weird, absurd tradition that aren't there like Arizona just doesn't observe it. Right. They're just like, no, Indiana didn't used to. But I think they do now or at least parts of Indiana does, which is just weird. Yeah, I mean, so we talked about like St. Patrick's Day. I mean, obviously it's a, a legitimate holiday. Like it's great. Um <laughs> are there So if this is just made up by like retailers, even like even Santa Claus, like our traditional like big fat jolly like was just created by Coke, yep. like Coca-Cola. Yep. It's like why why do we give so much power to like just like companies who just like oh no, we're going to make a holiday. We're going to we're going to make everyone wake up an hour early. We like to buy shit. But you know, apparently people... not, because it didn't do anything. <laughs> well, I think it I think it worked for the retailers. It just everyone else hated it. Sure. I wonder how they successfully shifted the blame to farmers, though. I don't know, but like everything I'm reading is like, uh yeah, farmers hated this and they fought against it. And now everyone's like, oh, it must have been the farmers. That's a pretty good PR campaign. Just right? Like, oh no. Well, not us. It's these dickhole. Uh, but if you really think about it, like it would fuck with farmers, too, because they have to get up at the fucking crack of dawn with their animals. And right. if the animals still think it's five o'clock, it doesn't fucking matter whether it's six o'clock or five o'clock. You got to get your ass up. You're up. So you're up. You're up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's it's silly. It just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. But like yeah. the whole world does it. And every year everyone hates it. And we just keep well, doing does, it. Does the whole world do it? Well, I don't think the whole world, I- but like the Western world, I guess I'll say. Okay, because I was always under the impression that, like, no one else gave a shit. And always just like, oh, America's all fucked up again. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they do. Yeah, it's just, let's see. The Wikipedia says that most areas in North America and Europe and some areas in the Middle East observe daylight saving time. Okay, interesting. Most of Africa and Asia do not. Interesting. Uh, yeah. In South America, most countries in the north of the continent near the equator do not. But Paraguay and southern parts of Brazil do. 
So yeah, it's just all a bunch all of right. like if you do business in South South America, for example, or like Asia or Africa, you're just like, oh, now it's a fucking hour different. I gotta change everything for fucking six months. Interesting. I do. So what will it take to change this shit? I everyone hate. I literally cannot so figure rough. it out. But there are like there's change.org petitions and oh sure because those those always get oh, stuff yeah. done. Oh yeah, but I I think that if. Like, say somebody put, like, brought this up in Congress, in the House or the Senate. I feel like whoever brought it up, whether it was the Democrats or Republicans, the other side would just be like, no, this no. is the greatest thing that's ever happened and we cannot change it. Can't do it. It's an American institution. It would become, like, a partisan issue and it would it would be like... <laughs> Like the Republicans would be like, hell no, no more fucking daylight savings time. Democrats would be like, this is the greatest thing for American people. Yeah. Us coastal elites fucking love it. We need it. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, I definitely would. Like, it's one of those issues. Like, I just don't understand why they've become partisan. Like, like net neutrality. Like, no, everyone should just be like, net neutrality is pretty cool. You should yeah. just keep it. Love it. Yeah. Or um, like, you know, not being uh, hacked by the Russians. Yeah. I feel like that should yeah. be pretty nonpartisan. Or like, you know, making sure that people have health care. Yeah, well, all you know, the little things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do really, I, I kind of wish that somebody would like just make daylight saving time an issue in Congress just to mm. hear the arguments for and against it. Because they would come up with some crazy shit. There'd be like PowerPoint presentations and charts and it would be fucking hilarious. People printing out tweets of uh, <laughs> like Mashable style just like, ooh, this person hates it. We're like, well, look at how good daylight savings time is. There's snowballs. <laughs> 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 All right, this is my new, and this is my new goal is to make somehow daylight saving time be like a, a partisan issue that has to be debated in Congress at some. Gonna, point. I'm gonna I'm gonna write all my congressmen yeah. every day until yep. November 12th or whatever the yeah. next. Uh, I'm gonna next write I'm gonna write back. both Republican and Democratic congressmen like different things and just see right. if we can get them to argue about daylight saving time. <laughs> Please adopt my <laughs> viewpoint. <laughs> Michael, I'm fully on board with this. I think uh, we need to start a campaign. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> daylight saving time is good and or daylight saving time is really bad and we should get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, Kush squad. Everyone pick a side uh, and uh, start writing your congressman. <laughs> each each senator gets a yes vote and a no vote. You, you just make your pitch. <laughs> All right. Well, Michael, speaking of things that, uh, you know, everyone should just be on board with. Uh, well, there's another day last week that uh, was in the news a little bit. Uh, International Women's Day. Yes. Uh, yes. Which... It's celebrated every uh, March 8th. It commemorates the uh, women's rights movement and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of the progress that has been made for women and has yet to be made. Did you know that it was uh, organized by the Socialist Party of America back in 1909? I did not know that. Yeah, I ah. just learned that. Um, Is that are yes. they related to the Democratic Socialists of America, America that are, are like pretty big right now? I don't think so. I mean, I think this was just the original Socialist Party uh, that I think was probably in, eventually stamped. You said 1909? Uh, the first, uh, the party was founded in 1901. The first International Women's Day okay, demonstration so, was. Yeah, so that was when, when Bernie Sanders was still uh, a young man. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. He, uh, there's video of him there just getting it all started. <laughs> he was in his in his early 20s, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, last week, uh, you know, women were encouraged if they could to, uh, you know, not go to work, kind of show people what the world would be like without women in their lives for a day. I think that was kind of uh, taken from the day without immigrants, which had been a couple, I think a week or two prior. <laughs> of course, men on the internet had to, uh, or men everywhere had to react very poorly to the idea of International Women's Day. Yeah, uh, I think if we've learned anything over the course of doing this podcast and reading a lot of different news stories, it's that men are the worst. Pretty bad. Just yeah, absolute. Just they can turn anything into a, just an affront against other men. And like the worst part, yeah, it has, well, yeah, and it has to be about them. Like, right. like International Women's Day, like you know, day without an immigrant, whatever. And it's always like, well, what about me? Yeah, <laughs> like I love how, what like, about men? My favorite thing was that people kept tweeting like, oh, what about International Men's Day? And finally, every, someone was every like, every day, every well, day. Is and finally, Men's someone day. was like, no, it exists. Apparently, International Men's <laughs> Day is like November seventeenth. I am not even joking. They bet they weren't celebrating. Yeah, sorry. Uh, November 19th of this year is uh, sure. Sunday, November 19th is International Men's Day. So it, it exists. So fucking shut the fuck up. Yeah. Celebrate International Women's Day. And on November 19th, you can get your fucking International Men's Day on, which is pretty much the same as any other fucking day in the entire world. Um, yeah. That is, isn't about you. Yeah. I mean, just, but you know, not everything has to be all, you know, all dongs all the time. Yeah. yeah and it's just, I saw so many tweets, just like, you know, like random comments. Just like, oh, you know, if there's no women, who's going to be, who's going to do the dishes? and vacuum oh, fuck, fuck directly off into the sun like and it's like do I, you I just, think you're funny do you think you're yes. first of all clever because you're not yes. the first person to make that joke and it's not clever it's not funny um like it, does it make you feel better probably because you're bad uh, they're bad people um, that's actually really true <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it just like it's so hard for me to understand that mindset even just because like professionally speaking some of my best coworkers are women, like almost to a T. The all the like best bosses I've ever had are women. Like, like every woman around me is just better than me, like at all times. <laughs> like, like, I'm, like, what's the problem? Oh. Like, just celebrating women, like, like realizing and like internalizing the fact that you know there there's not equality, there's not parity. Like, you're allowed to celebrate women and think about the things that like our society does to women or like the opportunity it doesn't give to them. Like, yeah, it's okay to like look at that. You know, and look, I get it. Some people can be can look at the the studies about the pay gap or you know all these different things and and there's some disagreement as to the the I guess the magnitude of the mm. issue but I just don't understand how you can look at the world and just objectively say like oh no everything is completely equal between men and women and we treat women like like they should be treated like how do you it's look just... at the world and, and be like yeah that's no it's perfectly fine yeah I mean it's just even. You know, I don't want, we don't want to talk about this too much, but like even like Donald Trump's the whole grab her by the pussy thing. Like yeah. a man can say that and get away with it. Like, yeah. or, and a man can do that and it happens all the time. Like, but you know, if Hillary Clinton had said anything approaching that, it would, she would have been like blasted into the sun. It's well, like, Hillary Clinton was blasted in the sun for her husband's right. uh, indiscretions. Right. Like She's still she was, the that. yeah, she was basically vilified for something that she didn't do. Right. Because her husband did it. And it's like, how do you not look at the, the, the disparity in the responses to these things and understand that we have an issue? And right. regardless, like, that's not what the International Women's Day is necessarily about. Like, right. just like there's Black History Month and there's like, you know, take your daughter to work day or, uh, you know, 
National whatever day. Like, just take a fucking day and acknowledge that those people are important to you and let them celebrate. And let's have some things on, on the internet, some stories that tell you, hey, maybe you didn't see this thing or maybe you didn't know that a woman did this. I don't understand why that's a bad thing for anything. Like, whether it's International Women's Day, Men's Day, Black History Month, you know, Islam American Day, like, what, whatever you want to do. Like, I don't understand why it's such an issue. Right. And I didn't realize that every International Women's Day, you know, typically has a theme, you know, as supported by the UN. Uh, and this year, it's just uh, women in the changing world of work and having a 50-50 planet by 2030. Yeah. Um, and it's like the fact that we have to look 13 years <laughs> in the future to get like we might get there. Again. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but, uh, it's it's just sad. I mean, it's sad. And, you know, I mean, this wasn't necessarily related to International Women's Day, but there was that legislator. I don't remember exactly where it was, but he basically was talking about health care and he was like, why should men have to pay for prenatal care when oh, we're God. not the ones carrying the baby? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you were born, right? Like you yeah. came out of a woman, theoretically, like. like and this paying for your just... old ass requires having everyone having more kids right, and like, tr- like keeping them alive so they you they can pay for your dumb old ass. Like it's not like, just women that benefit from prenatal care. It's the babies being healthy and the babies yeah. come out on kind of a 50-50 basis, men and women. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that just... baby that you love in, in the womb <laughs> or the oh, fetus yeah. that you love in the womb. Right. You got to keep that healthy. It just it's unbelievable how tone deaf and. The worst part is like people who who think that they're being like they're not being terrible about it. Like, okay, it's one thing if you're just an asshole, but like these people who just don't get it. Like I read this article that was like, I think the title of it was I went to Hooters on International Women's Day and it changed my life. And then basically the article was just about like Hooters new smoked wings and a couple lines about how he asked the Hooters waitresses whether why they were at work and not participating in International Women's Day. And it's like, why did you have to write that article? You can just not say anything. Yeah. Like, just like, <laughs> don't say anything. Like, it doesn't affect you one way or another. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's I always go back to that, you know, very common, like, childhood. Like, you don't have anything nice to say. Don't yeah. say it at all. Like, you don't, your voice isn't needed in this. Like, yeah. Like, if, especially, like, you don't have to, one, make fun of the movement, like, just <laughs> right. because you think it's silly. Two, like, also go, essentially make fun of, like, Hooters waitresses who, you know what? They probably can't afford to take a day off of work. Right. Like, even if they believe it, like, you know, that's a job that you kind of need to go to. And that's, I mean, even. Uh, you know my uh, female coworkers are like no I like you know I they, they were red they that's what you know something they could do but they're like I had to go to work like you know if I'm not there like my team suffers I believe in what I'm doing which like again that's a very yeah. valid like way to uh, it's a great thing day. And yeah, it's just. I don't um, know. But that, I mean, that's the thing is, it's about choice. If you wanted to to take the day off and you wanted to to do this day without women thing, then you can. And if you wanted to go to work because you felt like you needed to, you can also do that because you have the choice. Because everyone should have the choice to do what they want to do. They're like, if it doesn't affect you, then shut the fuck up about it. Right. Like, but I mean, that's kind of like the theme of my entire outlook on a lot of these things is like why do you fucking care you know yeah um it doesn't impact you whatsoever right. if it you doesn't don't have to be a toilet you, lord you don't have right. to be a toilet lord just because like you think something is silly or it's not directly impacting you even though it's directly impacting your mom sister or, like your cousins like ever and like fuck it I, I i hate the fact that like that congressperson or whoever like 
he, you know, he can afford to pay for the care, I assume, for, you know, if he has, pe- like, you know, family mm-hmm. that need prenatal care. A lot of people just can't. And, like, the, you like, if, if you can only look at, like, how something affects, like, the immediate people around you, like, your family or your friends, and you can't just, like, take two steps wider <laughs> and be like, oh, well, maybe that family can't do this. Hmm. Right. Like, or they're oh, how would I feel that. if my family were in this situation? Oh, right. it takes literally one extra brain cell to go from my family. Family to other families, but they cannot do it. Also have families, huh? You know what? I I figured out a I figured out a way to get Congress to figure out a healthcare plan that works. Okay. If we had a president with enough kind of just fuck you attitude to just you. sign an executive order to say we we do have a president with a pretty big fuck you attitude my man yeah not enough of one and not in the well, right he's, way he's more like fuck everybody right no it needs to be like someone with barack obama like barack obama's values and and empathy for the human people mm-hmm. um but with a little bit more of a fuck you attitude to just be like i'm gonna sign an executive order that takes away all health care from congress people you don't get congress people healthcare anymore you have to work you have to use whatever healthcare comes out of the plan that you come up with you and your family have to use that healthcare you know what i think they would do i think they would come up with a pretty fucking good healthcare plan i would assume so but they don't even understand a lot of these people have been in congress for fucking 20 plus years they don't even understand what the healthcare system is like outside of congress right and that's that's the thing like so many of these people have been in congress like they don't understand anything like they don't work in technology like you know a lot of them are just lawyers not economists they you know they don't understand a lot of like what you know yeah we need a lot less politicians and lawyers in congress and a lot more uh economists and engineers yeah and it, i mean it's also you know we talk like people don't understand technology don't understand this but it's also the interaction or the reaction to international women's day is largely just like people don't get it like you know it's just a lot of like dumb probably single dudes who just like maybe they have a sister maybe they're doing fine or you know they just like they don't understand like what people face they're actually like what the situation is and like that guy you know that congressperson whoever like he's never been pregnant he never will be like you know and he probably has a wife maybe who hasn't been pregnant in a long time so like it's not a concern for him he doesn't give a shit yeah so it's just like i don't know that like (laughs) need a clean sweep (laughs) in the old uh, (laughs) old congress department but yeah I, i just like if something doesn't impact you directly just why you don't need a they throw it, make a shitty throwaway Twitter joke or like attack someone who decided to take the day off of work to make people realize like, oh, right, they're not here today. And I I was relying on like their interaction. I rely on that all the time. Maybe I should celebrate that person every day or like yeah. appreciate them or support them every day. So I don't know. It's just stupid. So I had searched, just Google searched International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you get to the bottom of, of the first page and it says like, other similar results and it'll say like international women's day like parade international women's day 2017 at the bottom yeah there was one that just said international women's day deadpool okay <laughs> which, uh, which was oh actually I, uh, yeah. interesting and then i i clicked on it and there's a, a story from uh uh marina Baccarin, i think I, yeah. I don't know if i said her name right uh who was the female lead in uh, deadpool right yeah and they celebrated international women's day by uh her pegging him pretty yep. good yeah posting a picture of that um which was pretty terrific 
Uh, <laughs> but it kind of caught my eye. I was like, what does International Women's Day have to do with Deadpool? Well, now I know. You got you to gotta pay attention, Michael. They were yeah. celebrating all their holidays throughout the relationship. I know. That's right. <laughs> God, that movie's so good, though. It was a good one. I can't wait for the second one. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um. So, Michael, how do you feel about demonic possession? I'm I'm going to go... I'm going to take a hard line here, and I'm going to okay. say I'm against it. Okay, right, you're congressman. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm against for demonic possession. Well, so Michael, that's now bad. If we're, if we're doing a debate, then you have to be for it now. I think that's yeah. the rules, and we have okay. to debate well, this. Okay, well, I'm fully on board with that. <laughs> um, I do have bad news for you, Michael. According to uh, U.S. exorcists, the rate of demonic possession is on the rise. Just like everything else on the planet, everything's getting worse, especially demons taking over people. Now, is it actually on the rise, or is it like cancer rates where... Cancer rates are technically on the rise, but only because we're so good at testing for cancer. So maybe we're just really good at detecting demonic possession, though. Maybe. Yeah. Now that people can, like, Snapchat their kids. Yeah, we have have the technology, I think. Could be. It could be that. Or maybe we're just building some towards some sort of convergence, (laughs) Ghostbusters style. And uh, (laughs) demons are we're we're soon going to be dick deep in demons, Michael. Oh, God, I can't I can't handle that. Yeah. Um, actually, Michael, the problem really, according to, uh, <laughs> Father Vincent Lampert, um, uh, at St. Malachi's. Is in, Father in Vincent Lampert, is he, is a, is he a, a, a Yorkie puppy? <laughs> He's not. I wish he was. Uh, it sounds like he'd be a too, cute little, he'd be a cute little that's priest. That's too bad. That's too yeah. bad. All right. Well, he did train at the North American College in Rome and he has assisted in more than 40 exorcisms. Wait, it's called the North Italian. American College in Rome? In Rome. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so, Michael, I will say, though, according to him, the problem isn't that the devil has upped his game. It's just that more people are willing to play with it now. Mm. Uh, he pointed mm. to rampant pornography, illegal drug use, and the occult, saying that where there's demonic activity, there's always an entry point. So, not only is marijuana a gateway drug to, like, cocaine and heroin, but also to demons. That is, first. that is, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, rampant drug use. Yep. Or, sorry, rampant pornography. pornography. Which I don't really know how por- pornography becomes rampant. Yeah, I mean, like, how is there, like, do you release the pornography? Like, release the hounds? And yeah. <laughs> just, just, just runs rampant, just jumping into TVs. <laughs> I got you. Got you, porn. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I've I've dabbled, I've dabbled in the marijuana a few times, and I don't believe I've ever been possessed by a demon. Well, you probably wouldn't know. Everyone else oh. would have to say, "Oh, That's a good point. Look, it looks like Michael. Looks like Michael mm. is possessed by that good kind demon." Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, maybe if I am possessed by a demon, he's he's been pretty he's been pretty nice about it. He could just be like a chill demon, though. Yeah. You know, not all of them are bad boys. Sometimes, yeah. they, I mean, it probably sucks in hell. They just want to like a cruise around earth for a little bit that's true like we always kind of assume that a demon is like a very like it's it's like one thing like you get a demon he makes you do crazy shit he makes you say things but like vomit green your head's gonna twist around but maybe there's like i mean there's a guy there's so many different types of people why wouldn't there be just that many types of demons right if they're (laughs) talking about like lost souls yeah like what if you just got like a 
I mean, like a Woody Allen demon, and he just makes well, you do like weird shit. Well, he sounds like a real asshole, though. Well, yeah, Woody I mean, Allen he'd be demon terrible, gonna, but he wouldn't yeah. necessarily be like, "Hey, you need to like murder your family, demon." Just he's gonna be like, maybe cross a couple lines with your with your female coworkers <laughs> and family, and just uh, be a little be pretty icky. But hey, you got a hell of an eye for good cinema, right? So right, hey, yeah, you know that's fine. I mean, I'm just saying, but, like you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of bad people who aren't necessarily like you know eviscerate cows and and murder your family kind of kind of sure. bad people well michael i do who man I, I, this isn't bad because i am on the pro demon camp obviously for trends in low places i feel like we're becoming we're danger close to normalizing demonic possession and now all the cool kid listeners that we have are gonna be like oh let me get some of that that good good marijuana see if i get a demon up in me yeah like can you can you like try to get demonically possessed i mean yeah probably michael i mean is that like how ouija boards work I don't know how a Ouija board works, but I, I do. Is it Ouija is some... or Ouija? I don't know. I, I think I think the only uh, Ouija has to be like Warner Brothers approved. Like <laughs> there's like there are like Warner Brothers official Ouija boards. <laughs> so like, yeah, you can't you can't just make one at home and summon a demon. You need that. You need that good Warner Brothers one. I just I just love the idea that like a mass Warner? produced a mass produced board game somehow like actually connects with the dead yeah like you just, need to ooh. pay you need to pay 50 to 100 dollars to a crazy lady wearing a lot of flowy clothes to get that to normally work but like you can just buy this 20 dollar board yeah sorry yeah. I, and i kept saying warner brothers i did mean hasbro <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to like the bugs bunny ouija boards right yeah yeah okay can't have that yeah by the way i will say the animaniacs ouija yeah I am reading through this article about this, you know, the rise of demonic possession and infestation and also vexations, also obsessions. There, there Wait, you can get vaccinated? Of- you can get vaccinated against? Vexation. V-E-X. Oh, vexation. I don't, I don't know. I thought, like, you could get, like, vaccinated against demonic possession, and then I was going to ask if that causes autism as well. <laughs> so, okay, so here's... <laughs> So here are the so you can be possessed, okay. but you can be infested, which okay. happens in places where things might just move around or there there are loud noises. So anyone who li- lives so next like to a, a train tracks, like a poltergeist, yeah, maybe okay. that. Yeah, with right. vexation, a person is physically attacked and might have marks such as bruises, bites, or scratches. Oh, okay. Um, and then obsession involves mental attacks such as persistent thoughts of evil racing through one's mind. So Michael, the last two especially just sound like. Maybe someone needs medicine or to talk to a doctor. Well, and, you know, they might have just some sort of mental disorder. Yeah, I mean, you as would untreated. say that as a as a pro demonic possession person. I am trying to cover up their cover up their good crimes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you're trying to say like, oh, it's all in your head mm-hmm. because you you want the demons to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. There so, like, also- you, so if you were demonically obsessed or vexed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you did take medication for that, and it did help, yeah. is it is it just blocking the ability of the demons to obsess or vex you, or is it actually also medicating the demons? Yeah, again, maybe the the demon just wants to kind of chill out. Right. You know, he's been down in hell getting, or he or she, or it, probably it, (laughs) has just been down in hell, not having a good time. And, uh, oh, maybe uh, you do some drugs, so then I can get you hooked on some better drugs. Right, yeah, like, I just need need a little bit of anti-anxiety medication, and then I will stop being so vexing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Sounds pretty good. No, you've convinced me. You win the debate. Okay. All right, cool (laughs) demons. Yay! (laughs) 
I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna, I'm now we're all gonna just gonna do weed and try to hope and get demonically possessed. Hey, if it happens, it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I will say that apparently a minor exorcism occurs very frequently in the church every time you do a baptism. Uh, <laughs> it is just a matter of rejecting Satan and all his works. So, so I've that's been baptized. A, that's so a minor sh- exorcism. A minor exorcism, not a not a big one, but hey, hmm. watch out, Satan. I don't. Have you ever have you ever seen or or heard of anyone being majorly ex- exorcised? Um, no, and apparently it is pretty rare. Huh? Um, this Father Lampert has only seen three actual demonic possessions. Hmm. Um, but that's actually three in the last three years, which seems actually a little bit higher than, and I guess there are 400 priests or Catholic leaders and priests who are in the International International Association of Exorcists, which, by the way, <laughs> I want to go to that conference, Michael. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking rager of a time. Is it just a bunch of booths with like, oh, this is the best crucifix to use against demonic possession? And the guy's like, okay, you really want this holy water. This is yeah. branded. It's been, it's been blessed by the Pope. It comes from the ground in the Vatican. A holy spring. Yeah, a holy spring. Untouched by man. (laughs) I I do. So, do people people cosplay? Do Do they cosplay? Well, Michael, I think all priests are kind of cosplaying. But I do hope, like, like, some some dude just shows up at, like, Indiana Jones get up, just, like, fucking tricked out, looks like a real demon hunter. It's like, oh, there's Father Ralph, who's, hmm. fucking famous oh shit i want to i want to go to that real bad yeah and i do want I, I hope they have the same problem that i do whenever i go to like conferences for work like marketing conferences you, you know you're always like really excited you get to meet new people like uh you know do a little networking but then like all the all the discussions and the keynotes i'm like yeah yeah i really wish they gave me some actionable insights <laughs> it's like i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to implement this back at, at the old homestead but i did well, get yeah. to go drink at the hotel bar so it was okay yeah and i mean the other problem with with the these events is that you know like half of the booths have demonstrations and then the other Mm -hmm. ones don't and it's like why are you here if you're not gonna have a demonstration i'm not gonna come and talk to you like yeah i go to a lot of engineering colleges and stuff yeah so like what kind of demonstrations though can you really do at an international (laughs) academy of exorcists do you like bring in people who are possessed to show Just off your demonic bring a possessed, possessed child? Like, what we, here we have a six-year-old child who's possessed by a demon, uh, and then like everyone just gets to get critique. Like, oh, I would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sloppy, Father Ralph. <laughs> or maybe it's like uh, like computer simulations of demonic possessions, like a V O oh, a virtual reality demonic possession. Oh Holy shit. shit! Now we're in. That now sounds like talking. a spooky experience, right? No, thank right? you. Hell yeah. I don't know if I can handle it. I could barely handle watching Resident Evil. I feel like full-on demonic possession. I would be. Ooh. <laughs> That's too scary for me. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> I got something. I got, oddly enough, I have somewhere to go from there. Oh, good. That's great news for this podcast we yeah. do together. So I came across this story in Russia, of all places, where they're going mm-hmm. to start filming in July a real-life Hunger Games-style TV show. Um, what? Like, oh, like, Hunger Games style or, like, legit people are going to get shot and well, dead? Well, um, it appears that somebody in Russia saw the Hunger Games and thought not, like, wow, this is a terrible dystopian future that I'm glad I don't live in. And they thought, you know what would be great? If this really if we made existed. people fight for their fight for resources and the yes. survival of their their hometowns. Yes. Okay. Um, 
The organizers of the show said they will not intervene with the contestants for any reason, even if such things such as murder and or rape should play out. Oh, that's Michael. No, that can't. They said they said that not even the birth of a baby would make them halt play. How how long do they expect this fucking suicide like pact to go on? Could be could be nine to ten months. Holy shit bags. Players will be armed with knives and it's in a remote Siberian island. So there could be bears, wolves um, and, you know, other various things that would exist in Siberia. So not only do they have to. Wow. Survivor got dark. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So not only do they have to like worry about each other. Yes. They always also have to worry about just the wildlife killing them yes do they so like the hunger games will they will the producers like drop things or like provide like new weapons and stuff or like food or is it like also just you know naked and afraid style like you're just out you got to figure out everything but also you can kill people it doesn't say but that makes it almost worse that they don't say (laughs) yeah uh yeah it's I mean, it sounds like they're just it sounds like they're just letting these people out in in the Russian Siberia, which is fucking cold as shit. I don't know if you know this. I've heard. Um, I've heard stories. And they're just going to film them. See what happens. Like, I mean, I I hope (laughs) the Stanford prison experiment, like people will go dark very quickly. That just like happens. Right. Um, What's the what's the like prize? It doesn't say what the prize is. I'm not even joking. Like there is no mention of a prize in this entire story. Because like even like Survivor, I would barely do that for a million dollars. Like the like the oh, yeah, possibility no of winning a million dollars. This like you would have to make me king of Russia. Like would be the ultimate prize. Like I get to be just like a Russian billionaire or like oil oligarch and just live fat off the land forever. Um, <laughs> like I get to be that guy in the Directv commercial with like the golden like mini giraffe. <laughs> like that could oh, be. I'm sorry. It, like, uh, if I don't if I don't have opulence at the end of this, I'm not interested. Okay, so it will start next July. Okay, and it will run through April 1st, 2018, and there will be 30 Ooh. contestants that will be dropped in the middle of the Siberian wilderness. Okay. And it goes, it ranges from 35 degrees Celsius all the way down to negative 40 degrees Celsius. Uh, oh, okay. The prize is $1.65 million. Okay. So, I mean, it's not nothing, especially in Russia. And but, there are going to be 2,000 fixed cameras and they will be live streaming this 24 hours a day. Damn. So, okay. That's not a lot of money for like a... I guess like how do you how do you win though like is it just like if you're like the last person standing like is it just like if you kill all the other people you win like what's the victory conditions is it just like, if you make it you get some money um sorry I found another story about this um but they kind of go into some kind of weird political statement about Trump and Russia instead of actually telling me about this story I mean to be fair welcome to Trump's America in Siberia it just everyone just every man for himself kill each other if you do you get some money um Michael I gotta ask the most important question will you watch the show um you know I might I might check it out not gonna lie I kind of think we all have to yeah um I mean this again a grim dystopian future (laughs) unfolding directly you know in our own planet Kind of hard okay. not to watch. So here we go. Shit. So you basically the, the 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 winning condition is that you have to survive. Okay. And if more than one contestant survives, <laughs> aka chooses to stay in the game and isn't murdered, <laughs> right? Good. The, yeah. The prize will be shared. 
So it actually is kind of encouraging you to murder everyone. Murder. Or at least, like, hurt them so badly they have to go home. Right. Yeah, because there's no doctors. If you get sick or wounded and you can't and you can't uh, follow, you can't, you know, continue on, then, then they basically can have a helicopter come and take you away. Interesting. Oh, shit. Okay. You have to pay to enter this? How much? $165,000. So, okay, so... So even if you wanted to, it's not uh, even a game show. It's like a fucking. It's like a the worst poker game ever. You have yeah. to ante up. That's pretty insane. We talked last week about Elon Musk like allowing people like to pay to go to the moon. Yeah, and I would barely do that. And I'm sure they paid probably a little bit more than 165 thousand dollars. But holy crap! Oh and that's God. weird that you have to. So 30 people are paying 165 thousand dollars, which is almost five million dollars, but the prize is only 1.67. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Well, you know, all those cameras are very expensive. Yeah, it's called Game Two Winter. That's insane. So they have to pay more money than. So if they all just decided to stay alive and just like be chill with each other and just like you know build a nice community and just split the 1.65 million dollars, they'd all walk away with like what, like 55 thousand, something like that. Uh, which again, if you're going to spend eight months just hanging out, like 55,000, not a bad prize for that. Like, all right, you know, took a year off work, got a decent salary. Holy shit. Kush. The likelihood of that happening seems very low. Do, you know what I just realized or do I just found out? No. Steve Bannon. Is it, did he make this show? Is he a no, producer on this show? He did not create this show, but he somehow. Steve Bannon, Trump's advisor. Yes. Steve Bannon. Steve okay. Bannon, white supremacist, Breitbart guy. Um, he apparently cashes royalty checks from Seinfeld because he has some kind of deal with Castle Rock Entertainment. How did you find this out? Where did you? How did you go from uh, Russia death uh, games to <laughs> Steve Bannon? Well, the article I was reading on the Daily Beast is saying like it's plausible that this show could make it to the United States because one of our reality TV show's president's chief advisor, Steve Bannon, has been cashing in checks on Seinfeld royalties for years and also was the acting director of Biosphere 2, which was the uh, research facility in Arizona where they put people in the domed buildings and basically made them live off of what they could grow and live off of in, inside the biosphere. Interesting. So they're basically, they're basically kind of like daring steve bannon to try and bring this stateside <laughs> i mean if anyone if anyone would do it uh our uh, secret overlord steve bannon i think would be probably the most likely to introduce uh death games to the american people oh and yeah actually, bannon we, has we, used his seinfeld royalties to fund a number of his pet projects including a slew of truly awful right-wing documentaries yeah and rob reiner is very upset about this yeah i'd be upset too Wow. Okay. Well, Michael. Speaking of, uh, it's quite the rabbit a, hole. Just, Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's upsetting. <laughs> and now I have to stop watching Seinfeld run, reruns on Hulu. <laughs> that's very upsetting. Yeah. Um, Michael, it's been a while since everyone's favorite segment. What's Ooh. on Weibo? <laughs> yeah. Michael, how do you feel about police in general? Oh, wow. That is a loaded question. Yeah, we're going to skip past that one. Um, <laughs> also, would you be more or less likely to trust a police officer if it wasn't a flesh and blood human being, but was in fact a giant robot with a camera for a face? Ooh. You know, my first my first thought is like, yeah, no, that's that sounds good because like they wouldn't be instilled with the implicit biases 
right, that that people have, regardless of whether they're police officers or not, like people just have biases. Um, But then I think of like RoboCop and then Mm -hmm. I also think of like Hal and then I'm like, no, I do not want a robot. Yeah, no, I'm scared of that. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we got to have those three laws of robotics nailed down pretty good before we start empowering (laughs) robots to arrest folk. Yes. Um, But so, yeah, China uh, introduced its very first police robot at uh, Shengzhou Station this week. And really, it just seems (laughs) so it looks very cute and people are like reacting pretty like, you know, taking pictures of it, like taking pictures with it. But it really is just a rolling like security camera bot. (laughs) Uh, and it comes armed with <laughs> facial recognition systems that uh, can assist uh, police in recognizing fugitives. Does it can have also like weapons? Uh, it's no, but apparently a lot of the a lot of Weibo users were just saying asking the question, uh, "Where is its laser gun?" <laughs> Which I don't know why they would want to arm the robot with uh, a does laser even, gun. Does it even have like an arm that it can hit you with? Or no, no, it it really it looks like just like a rolling trash can with like an eye of Sauron orb on the top. Like it's just <laughs> so like just, uh, like yeah. an R two D two type robot. Very similar, yeah, okay. very similar. But to me, this okay, is I'm not I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of no, that. No, you shouldn't be afraid of. The robot. Like, again, they, I think they'd made a nice move by making it a very friendly, like, <laughs> like trash can looking robot. Um, but I don't love the idea of just like a rolling facial recognition system that can just be used to like crack down. Like, it's for fugitives, they say. Uh, it can also measure air temperature and warn people in case of fire. So, you know, it's a helpful robot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But I, <laughs> We talked about grim dystopian futures. I don't love, like, just, you know, a rolling security camera. Just like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> um, in, in like, normal people's hands, maybe uh, that's, that's perfectly fine. And it's used for what it's supposed to be used for. But in the wrong people's hands, that technology becomes very terrifying. Kind of like right. the, uh, you know, the NSA surveillance stuff that we have here mm-hmm. um or even the 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 fact that like basically every inch of london is covered by cameras like right it seems like a great idea but all it takes is like one crazy person to be in charge of it and it's very terrifying well luckily uh no one has <laughs> no country on earth has elected someone like that and is like definitely working towards electing more people like that no across. yeah no luckily, we would never do that yeah, yeah. luckily the reins of uh, all these uh tightly integrated security systems are just held firmly in the the hands of just smart just you know yeah very deliberate people mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, nothing bad about that. Yeah, but I do like that. Apparently, according to this uh, this article, China has increased spending on robots for a long time and uh, is increasingly profiling itself as a robot nation, which <laughs> I'm kind of down for. Like, if we okay, have a fully it, cyborg country in this planet, I'm like, I, I kind of wish it was us because I'd love to be half robot. But now I have yeah. Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation stuck in my head, but like a robot nation. Yeah, living a robot nation. Yeah, Michael, would you? Would you go for a robot body if given the option? I would definitely put some robot parts on there for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of ex- I kind of w- hope that the singularity happens before I die because I I do want to download my consciousness into um even if it's not a robot right away just just something where I can keep going. Yeah, you do want to live forever like, as some sort right, of Right, I feel like the world, program. I mean, the amount of stuff that's happened in my lifetime already, which is not that long compared to, mm. you know, the the existence of, of humans i can only imagine what'll happen in like the next hundred years that i won't get to see unless my consciousness lives on in some kind of artificial way yeah unless i have like a sweet robot body and i get to live forever right. um i want to see I'm us go to like... mars and colonize colonize it i want to see us mm-hmm. i want to see us like just do some crazy cool shit 
I want to live in an exorcism VR experience for, you know, some time and pop over to Mars. Holy shit, that that would be great if you could download your consciousness into something where it was like the Matrix. And you could just. Now I get to be Father Ralph and hunt demons. Exactly. We could, you could learn Kung Fu. Yeah. I mean, sounds great. Yeah. All right. Robot bodies coming your way. I guess we got to move to China though, which, you know, give and take. Yeah, whatever. So, Michael, that was what's on Weibo. Where we tell people what's on Weibo. That was great. That was actually a pretty yeah. good Weibo. Yeah. I, I had yeah. to sir, I had to dig through what's on Weibo.com to find a, a story because there's there's some about like 35% of uh, condom brands failing China's like quality assurance tests. Mm. Um, there's some mm. stuff about uh, a sexually explicit text, like sex ed- education textbook, which is pretty funny. A, mm. a lot of weird marriage stuff, which I didn't really feel the need to dig into. So, yeah, was, this one seemed like the safest. Was story. there any stories about the... Uh, the wild panda that is like randomly eating goats no but that i don't like that guy's a, a bad ambassador for the panda brand which i think to this up until this point had been pretty solid yeah apparently, tumble apparently pandas apparently pandas are not complete I mean, they're omnivores so hmm. um when they live in the wild they they sometimes eat other creatures and this panda apparently happens to live near a farm sometimes he wanders down and uh just just uh takes himself a goat a little goat snack yeah. um that's shocking to me for a number of reasons one i've been led to believe that they just eat bamboo all day yeah yeah that, that's that's me just too. Their, their snack of me choice too. um i've also seen panda bears move and i've seen goats move goats move much quicker and better and like smarter than panda bears do which are essentially just rolling fluff balls i'm not sure how a panda bear caught a goat to consume it maybe they're just kind of like playing coy you know they're like not showing us their full capabilities because i mean like black bears and brown bears can run at like 40 miles an hour or something ridiculous so like maybe pandas are just they're just sandbagging it yeah, maybe. Maybe they just, they, like, oh, no, we, we don't want to fuck, or, you know, just so they, like, no, we're just going to be cute and cuddly, just so everyone just takes care of us all the time. Yeah. But and then they, you get they, them out in the wild, they're bloodthirsty monsters. Right. They increase, they're like, hey, if we just pretend like we don't like fucking, they'll, they'll like, in- help us increase our, our panda bear population, and then we can take over the world. So, Michael, so a panda bear, a giant panda, averages 20 miles an hour at top speed. <laughs> So if one of, one of these wanted to take you down, basically only Usain Bolt could escape from yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm fucked. They do mostly walk around at a speed of 1.2 to 1.8 miles per hour. So, yep. And they only travel 0.62 miles per day. So if you can, you know, if you can put in like a pretty good like PE class one mile run, okay. like just flat out, you okay. could probably get away from a panda pretty good. So like if I, if I see a panda coming is what you're saying, like just I shouldn't move. wait till he gets close. I should just start running. Yeah. yeah. I mean, generally speaking, I think if any wild creature is coming at you, don't let it get closer. But what if it was a baby panda? <laughs> oh, well, then obviously you just got to cuddle that exactly. Son of a bitch. Yeah. You just got to grab it and cuddle it and yeah. take it home with you. Yeah, definitely taking them home with. And me. then feed it goats because apparently that's what they like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's I didn't know that uh, that pandas. Uh, hmm, how about that? Yeah. That was that was not that was not on Weibo. You just knew that off the top of your dome. Yeah. I just, I, you know, sometimes I'm, when I'm scouring the, uh, the dregs of the internet for you, yeah. Kush, um, sometimes I come across a good, a good little tidbit like that. Well, thank God. Usually it's pretty wild out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen things. <laughs> Can't be unseen. <laughs> All right, Michael, what else we got? We, we've, we've explored the world. We've talked, we've talked about, about shitty boys who are shitty. God, Let's bring it home. Worst. Let's bring they're it home. Um, so, I have a fun little a fun little story I came across. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, whenever bad things happen in the United States or like, I don't know, we take health care away from millions of people or we elect a giant ball sack Lord, Chico, yeah. yeah. We're all like, oh, we're going to move to Canada because they got, they got their shit figured out, right? Yeah. Well, I came across this story about Winnipeg. Where... Winnipeg sucks. I've, I've, I've heard. I don't know. I don't know anything about Winnipeg other than they had a hockey team called the Jets. Yep. I, the only thing I know about Winnipeg is the uh, song by the Weaker Thans, uh, just called I Hate Winnipeg. Oh. And it makes it sound real bad. Interesting. So, fuck um, off Winnipeg. Yeah. So, there's a story about the hundreds of 911 calls that come into the Winnipeg police station that are basically about some of the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard in your life. So it turns out that Canadians are uh, just as dumb as Americans when it comes to calling 911 for terrible things. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me with some top ones. Um, Well, one person called because they wanted to add a cable channel to their television package, and they confused 411 with 911. I feel like even 411 wouldn't get you there. Yeah, no, I mean, like that's that's a miss on so many different levels. Yeah, you really you really whiff you wanged it on that one, guy. Yeah, like you you you, sh- you tried to call your cable company and instead you called for the number for information, which I don't have you called 411. No, no, because I have a Google machine. Right, like my phone is also has access to all the information on the planet. Right. I don't know why. I've, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't have smartphones. Uh, I think and- I called 411 back in the day, like. When when I was a kid, but I honestly don't remember them being all that helpful. Right. Because I assume you're just talking to a, another human being who's like, okay, <laughs> let me break out the Encyclopedia Britannica. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you want to add a cable channel to your package? Well, then I'll let me call the cable company. I'll conference you in. Yeah, it'll um, be great. Yeah. Um, another one called because their house alarm had been beeping for three days. Someone's in your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe call three days ago they they said that they called the alarm company but they won't do anything about it so they called 911 i mean to be fair if the alarm company wouldn't come like check your system and like fix it i i might call 911 but for a different reason <laughs> not to come fix my alarm be like hey go arrest these assholes uh the best part is that they're the 911 dispatcher was like uh yeah you called 911 this should be for only life and death emergencies and they were like yeah it is an emergency it's been going on for days <laughs> i'm at my wits end i feel like i've been possessed by a demon <laughs> one person called because their their new cell phone wasn't wasn't activated yet so it just said emergency so they calls can only, only make emergency calls yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they just called and just said i was just calling to see if i could call you <laughs> I just wanted to talk to somebody real bad. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that my phone wasn't lying to me about the emergency I mean, calls. I, you know, I'd be lying if I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> no, I don't. Have, oh, my SIM card is not in there, but I can call somebody. I mean, I yeah. have wondered before, like, does that does that actually work? So uh, thank God we didn't have to test and prove it. No, nope. because someone took care of it for us. Or you could have just looked it up on the Internet. I'm sure it would have told you. Right. Well, not from your phone because you have no service. Oh, good um, point. Hey, oh, <laughs> I will say I do. I do love that if there's one universal constant throughout like humanity in this grim, dark world, it's that we're all pretty stupid sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> like the idea of what an emergency is, is very subjective to a lot of people. Yeah. 
uh, it's cold in my house and I don't have a blanket. <laughs> I'm, I'm, someone please, someone please help me. Uh, did you ever call 911 as a kid? It was just like by accident or, uh. No, I was terrified of it because somebody told me that like, if you call 911, like even if you hang up, they send cops to your house immediately. Yeah. And yeah, so I was I, like, oh fuck, if I ever call 911, I am going to just, I'm going to be in trouble. Right. Yeah. I, I've always felt the same. Uh for that train everybody um my sister it's, that, wants... it's the good good stories train coming in yeah choo choo <laughs> coming for you <ya. laughs> um, my little sister once called the cops uh <laughs> because uh, she thought she was home alone but she wasn't actually i she think she uh, thought she was home alone yeah she was she was pretty young i think she was like 6 or 7 okay. and just like i think my mom was just asleep and like <laughs> didn't wake up so like a man, <laughs> she just like was rolling through the house didn't see anybody else and just got scared and and thought she was alone so she just called the oh, cops no. and like the cops ring the doorbell and like my mom walks out they're like your daughter said she- people had left her and like she was alone <laughs> she's like no no we were here mm. we were here pretty good the whole time <laughs> yeah that kind of reminds me of the story that happened in college in our um college apartment we had these neighbors above us who were uh big dicks um we, uh, every upstairs neighbor is a big dick like just yeah they're just assholes every actually, up, everyone I upstairs that, i take that back it was it was our downstairs neighbor i don't want to everyone downstairs is a dick just everyone <laughs> <laughs> you know they had had i mean it's a college apartment and they were like a family of some sort which is just dumb to me yeah, but you've whatever made bad, you've made bad choices um, yeah so i had my my family over they were in town for my birthday and so we we had cake. We sang happy birthday. And then mm-hmm. we, we put on a movie. We were watching a movie on in the living room. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, we just get a, a pounding at the door. I open the door. It's the cops. And the guy was like, yeah, we've had a noise complaint. And he, like, looks inside. And my dad is literally passed out on the couch. <laughs> my mom's, like, asleep in the chair. There's a movie playing that's, like, really quiet. Because, I mean, like, everyone was asleep. Right. <laughs> the lights are off. And he's just like, yeah, we've had a noise complaint. We're downstairs neighbors. It's like, um, yeah. How's, how's no? that going for you? Right. Bud. <laughs> it was like, I can I can only assume that he expected, um, you know, a wild party to be going on because it was a college apartment. And right. it was just, he got there and was like, uh, what the fuck? That's got to be the worst for yeah. like a cop. Just like, I'm sure they get those, that shit all the time. And you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, the one time I've had a similar story, you know, I, my house in college used to be like the kind of party house for our group. So we've had the cops called a couple times, uh, being a little rowdy. <laughs> um, but there was one time we were, I was at my brother's apartment. We were hanging out with, uh, my sister-in-law and her brother and like, uh, you know, a couple friends and we were watching, uh, Journey like DVD. Uh, <laughs> As as one is wont to do. I mean, just having a excellent. massive journey sing along. So like probably like maybe our third time listening to separate ways. Uh, <laughs> we get there's a big old knock on the door, uh, and uh, cop goes. Cops there. My brother opens the door, and uh, cop just goes, "Hey, which one of you assholes thinks he's Steve Perry?" <laughs> and my brother just like looks back into the into the uh, living room, and just goes, "Well, that would be all of us, sir." And his response was like, yeah, well, you suck and the window's open. Let's keep it down, everybody. And just walked away. It's like, nah, that's like the best interaction I've ever had with a police officer ever. I've been like, don't you fucking tell me I suck. Let's hear you yeah. belt it out. Yeah. No one sucks at singing Journey. Journey's no. in your heart. Whatever yeah. you believe and let out into the world is just a good Journey rendition because Journey is pure goodness. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, you can't be bad at singing Journey. I don't give, I don't no. give a shit. No. Nope. If you do Every... Journey at karaoke, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Especially if you sing jur- like a Journey song at karaoke, 
it doesn't matter how you sound like because everyone is yep. singing along. Yep. It doesn't matter. Yep. But it's just a big sing along sesh. Yeah. No, it's 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 amazing that they've made that they've made music that literally like you cannot not sing. Yeah. It transcends everything. Yeah. Like every journey song is just great. And everyone yeah. knows the words and loves to sing them. <laughs> By the way, I just you love that how... you are watching a, a journey documentary. <laughs> it's so good. Um, any 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 juicy insights to, that you pulled out from the journey documentary that we no, not really it was more just like a collection of like music videos and like behind the scenes store stuff (laughs) but one of the best scenes is like the it's the beginning of the video for faithfully and steve perry just has like this like wispy rat mustache (laughs) and he's just like looking like forlorn forlornly into like a mirror and then just slowly raises like a a a razor and just (laughs) slides it down his his upper lip and just takes the shitty mustache away and it's like it's so like <laughs> like just such a like a forceful like he's just, like trying to be emotional and just like man that's pretty dumb Steve Perry. <laughs> so I always wonder this about bands, especially bands like Journey, who they seem to take themselves much more seriously than everyone Very. else takes them. Like yeah, is that all, like all, true? Do they do they think that they're just like the shit? I think Steve Perry absolutely thinks he's like God's gift to music, which he's not wrong. But like you two. You know oh, yeah. Bono thinks he's, like, king shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am not number two. <laughs> um, do you know the story of how Journey found the replacement, like, the recent replacement for uh, Steve Perry? I didn't know there was a recent replacement for Steve Perry. I didn't know Journey was still a band. Yeah, they're still touring. I think they're still putting out new albums a little bit. But um, no, I they're think, not. No, I think no, his name not. is... I want to say his name is uh, Arnold Pineda, and I, this is, that's off the top of my head. I think that's correct. But um, the guitar players, uh, you know, in Journey, they they wanted to get the band back together, but they knew Steve Perry wasn't going to do it. But they needed someone who could sing like Steve Perry. Uh, so they just searched YouTube for the best like karaoke performances, and they found this guy in a bar in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, he's a he Filipino like, singer named yeah, Arnel Pineda. Singer. Yeah, Arnel. Okay, so they they found him via like YouTube videos, just like killing it. And uh, <laughs> they went out and like met him, and they're like and he, he was just like cool, like super chill guy. And they're like, "Do you want to be the lead singer of That's Journey?" And he's like, "Yes, fuck yes, obviously." And like he, it's like note for note perfection. Like he just sings exactly like Steve Perry, which is Steve Perry does not have an easy voice to to like mimic. We've talked about our our trip. To to uh to Tokyo a couple times, but like mm-hmm. my absolute favorite night in Tokyo was the night before you guys got there, and we went to. Oh, well, that's fucked up. Yeah, friend. Sorry, we went to this bar where they were. It was like a live music, but mm-hmm. like a full band. They were doing all these covers of American songs, but they were just like the people who were serving drinks were also the people who would get up and play the instruments and sing the songs. And they were incredible, like unbelievably good. And it amazed me that they could just because when they would come over and serve drinks, like they obviously had an accent. I mean, they're in Tokyo. They Mm -hmm. were trying to speak English to us because we we only spoke English. Um, But then they would get up and sing. And it was like, holy crap, you sound exactly like John Lennon. How did how did you do that? (laughs) How? How does that work? It was it was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm bummed I missed it. And also I'm bummed that you thought that night was better than (laughs) hanging out with. One of your best buds in the whole world just running around the town having a good time drinking stuff, seeing things. I until I until I started telling the story, I forgot that you guys weren't there for that. Yeah. So, well, 
Shot, shot through the heart, Michael. Yeah. You're to blame. I mean, I was also absolutely hammered, so they might have not sounded like John Lennon. They probably did, though. But they probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael, I think that'll do it for us on Trends in Low Places. You stabbing a dagger directly through my heart. Um, But I will say there's a place in Atlanta that does uh, live band karaoke. So when you come visit in a couple weeks, we'll go go sing some Journey together. Yeah, I'm in. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Michael, thanks for joining on Trends in Low Places. Everyone, if you want to uh, find out more about uh, this show, uh, you can follow us at goodbuddymedia.com. I put up a blog post with some show notes for every episode of this show and our sister show, The Longest days of our lives a 24 fan cast with me michael and our buddy curtis um michael how else can people check in on what we're up to hey you can find us on twitter and facebook at t-i-l-p cast um our uh, facebook page you know we put up some posts there we put up some some pictures and stuff uh like last week we had the picture of cushion his backwards pants from that tokyo trip which is still probably the funniest picture i've ever seen in my life and it makes me giggle every time i see it you can, uh, you know, find us on your favorite podcast app, uh, you know, download our show, uh, obviously listen to it, but then also rate it. Um, you can leave comments on YouTube or on Facebook or on on our Podbean. You know, if you have any stories that you've come across that you need our wonderful, lovely insights on, um, you know, shoot those to us as well. Please, 100%. And if you feel so inclined, uh, when we, you know, share the episodes on Facebook, if you feel like some of your friends might enjoy it, please go ahead and share the uh, the Facebook post that gets it uh, seen in front of a few, you know, helps uh, boost our, our stats. Yeah. Um, and Michael, you mentioned Podbean, uh, we didn't celebrate this properly, but uh, we uh, just cracked 1,000 total downloads oh, on Trends and yes. Low Prices. Yes, which we is did. Frankly, terrifying and hilarious <laughs> that uh, that many people have uh, listened to us banter like two idiots. Yes, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, so Michael, I think that'll that'll do it for us here on Trends and Low Places. Uh, it's been lovely talking to you, bud. Yeah, I love you. All right, see y'all next time. Good night. Toodles. 